Jeff, do you know what today is? Uh, uh, yes, it is National Eat a Cranberry Day. My, one of my favorite holidays. I love eating just one cranberry uh, okay. a day on this day. Okay, cute, <laughs> but, but no. Um, oh, it's also National Margaret Day. So if you know a Margaret, make sure you give them a hug today. You know, I don't actually know any Margarets, but maybe I'll look on Facebook or something to find one because I want to celebrate somehow. Okay, Jeff, <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with Margaret. Maybe one of your best friends, co-host. Mm. Uh, Come on. Mm, uh, Jeff. Hey. I'm just kidding. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, finally. Happy birthday. I'm obsessed with that. I'm obsessed with this. We're obsessed with music and obsessed with us. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Obsessed. That right there is Ariana, the birthday girl. Ah, and that's Jeff. The not birthday boy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's my birthday. Well, so should we tell them what we're t- what what the occasion is <laughs> if they already haven't gotten it? <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. Okay, today and this week slash this whole month we should be celebrating. Mm-hmm. It is Ari's 30th birthday. Ah! So R.I.P. to your 20s, and hello to the birth of your 30s. (laughs) 30, flirty, thriving. Just don't pay attention to any other holiday in November, which is really just Thanksgiving. Um, And National Margaret Day, National Eat a Cranberry Day. Which are actual (laughs) national days on my birthday, November 23rd, depending on when you listen to this. But don't pay attention to any of those. Just pay attention to my birthday as also my twin's birthday. Birthday, so yes, two of and us. Andy, happy birthday, Andy! She was also <laughs> she was on our sister sister episode um, earlier this year. So yeah, very special shout out to her as well. Yes, it's always so fun, Jeff, because I'm like the last one out of all my friends to turn. That just it's my last birthday, so like now with thirty, it is helping a little bit because everyone has already turned thirty and like nothing has changed. So <laughs> with, with, you know, like with them, um, so I'm like, right. oh yeah, no problem. <laughs> I know, but I mean, hey, you're no, you're no longer the baby of the. The, the group now. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> now you're part, a part of the club. <laughs> I know. Still part of the club. Still baby of the group. But, like, none of us are babies. So. Right. That's true. It doesn't, it doesn't yes. really even matter anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I can't believe it. I know. Um, and also, we I, you already know this, but, like, Miley Cyrus also turns 30 yeah. on your birthday. Mm-hmm. Which is so funny because, like, we grew up with her. And she's, like... It's cool to have, like, someone in the same age bracket that's, like, a celebrity, and um, I don't know. I thought it was cool. <laughs> no, honestly, that's one of my favorite facts, and and I just know that, like, if she weren't worldwide famous, like, we would be really good friends. Definitely, and you also, you want to know something crazy that I just thought of? Because, um... Emily Osment, who played uh, Miley Cyrus's best friend on Hannah Montana, she was born on my birthday, no. the same exact day, same exact year. How crazy Jeff, is that? And they were like best friends in Hannah Montana, and like you're a secret superstar, pop star, and I'm the, the <laughs> comedic relief. I don't know. 
<laughs> I guess Wait. I'm more like Gordo from Lizzie McGuire, who was always like filming things. That's true. Oh my god, I forgot that Gordo was was a, a little baby filmmaker. Yes. <gasps> Um, I love that, Jeff. Wait, that actually yeah. is a really fun fact. I did not it know is, that. Right? <laughs> it's that Pisces Sag friendship. I know, and yeah, ha- the Hannah Montana producers knew that they would bring that energy to the show, they knew. and that's why it was on for five seasons. I don't know. Maybe I watched it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, well, Jeff, how has your thirtieth year been so far? It has honestly been amazing. Um, I, as we mentioned, uh, my 30th birthday episode, like I wanted to, for my 30th birthday, like celebrate with a big like hike and stuff. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how I started off my year. Um, so I think I just like started off on like a really positive uh, note. And that's kind of like carried through like throughout the rest of the year. So still, still riding that wave. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just taking every day as it comes and looking forward to what this decade brings. But how about you? How are you feeling about it? (laughs) So I think maybe like a year or two ago, and it was definitely documented on this podcast, I was, I guess, a little anxious about it. Um, But as I've gotten closer to it, I've just, that's diminished. and, And it's turned into excitement. Um, And I really, just for the last few months, have been, like, almost eager to finally get there because my late 20s were, like, so wishy-washy and, like, so uncomfortable and so much growth has happened. I almost just want to enter this new decade with that knowledge and, like, actually see the, like, fruits of my labor. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm kind of, like... I don't know. I, I'm not single-handedly redefining what near 30s are for a woman, but um, and in general, but like trying very hard to ignore like societal pressures that come yes. along with being a woman in, at this age. And what, of course, I see some of my friends do and pursue. And like, I know in my heart, that's not the path for me. And that's not how I measure success. Um, and really just like, coming to terms with maybe doing things in a more unconventional way and like appreciating that about myself instead of beating myself down for not following suit. And I really, I I had this thought a few weeks ago, uh, which bleeds like perfectly into actually turning 30. Um, But my thought was around how I thought it was almost weird that I'm not bothered whatsoever about not having any of the, like, textbook things that I should have by 30. Like, I... I happily go to all of my friends' weddings. I participate in all of these ceremonies and, um, you know, go to, like, housewarmings with literal houses, not apartments. (laughs) And, like, do all of these things. And I celebrate that my friends are at this stage in their lives. But no part of me, in all honesty, like, this is not me fabricating or trying to convince myself of this. No part of me is envious of them at all. Like, I just don't... Those are not things that I have specifically strived for by a certain time or even just in general. So I'm not, like, bothered that I'm not there. And I think it's really healthy that I can attend 
all of these things and like just really be happy for my friend because I know that that's what they want and also be happy with the fact that that's not what I want and that's okay that I don't have it. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you, Ari, because I'm obviously not on the same path as like many of our peers as well. Mm-hmm. And I I think it's it's very enlightening, I guess, to like to be very aware of that. Like people are at different stages in their life and just because some people are following like a traditional like roadmap doesn't mean that that's what life has in store for you at this moment. Mm-hmm. And I compare myself to people all the time. And um, Sprout is, of course, like causing a ruckus behind me. So if you hear anything, it's him <laughs> chewing a pillow. Um, He's celebrating my <laughs> birthday. Thanks, Sprout. He is with a pillow fight. <laughs> Just don't rip it, Sprout. Um, but I, I always like when, when I do find myself comparing to other people, I think to myself, I'm like, I would not trade my life for anything or anyone, you know? Mm-hmm. So like. While maybe, like, oh, this person is having this huge celebration, like a wedding or moving into a new house, like, that's so awesome for them. And, like, I, of course, want that someday. But, like, at this point in my life, I am so happy with where I am. And I know that you are too, Ari. And I think that's, like, such a, like, a beautiful, like, way to, or a beautiful, like, awareness that, that you have. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, obviously, and, yeah. you do, too, and I and I really love that about both of us, because there are so many people that, like, very much want the things that they see their friends doing and fulfilling and, and all of that, and so it becomes difficult for them to be in those situations and celebrate that their friend has this thing they don't. Um, And I'm just so, like, grateful to be in a place where I'm not even ready. Like, I'm so aware that I'm not even ready for that thing, and I'm not even sure if I want it. So no part of me is jealous of it. So then I get to to be present, and I get to actually be happy for other people because I'm like, oh, I still don't really know what I want, and that might not ever be my path. So why not celebrate them right now? And also, these are our friends, and, like, these are huge moments for them, so, of course, we're going to cheer them on, (laughs) you know? Of course, of course. But, like, (laughs) I do feel appreciative that I I also don't really have, like, this longing in the background, you know what I mean? Like, looming feeling of, oh, well, I wish wish it were me. I'm kind of, like, riding the wave. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I do think that, like... Maybe a year or two ago, when, which I'm sure contributed to the anxiety of eventually turning 30, I was like, gotta get this done by then. Can't go to these weddings without a date. Can't do blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, I've just felt like empowered in the last year or few months to just do the things on my own. Like, I'm capable. I'll be fine. And I think that's and I'm sure you can attest to this because you're um, you've been 30 for a few months. <laughs> and again, I think we also both know that like like it's not a light switch. Like things don't just immediately change the day you turn 30. I know, but oh yeah. But uh, but what I was going to say was um, I I forgot what I was going to say. So anyway, if you had something, I'm, to- <laughs> I'm sorry. That was my fault. I totally interrupted you. Well, I was going to say like it, I like what you said that it's not a light switch, but it kind of is like. A mental light switch, kind of, because it's like there's something about entering a new decade where you you can close the chapter on yeah. like the previous decade, you know? Yeah. And 
There is something really cool about that. Um, and also, can I read a quote to you that I, I when, as I was like doing some research for this episode, I came across this cro- this quote, and it's something that I kind of brought into my thirtieth year that has like really resonated with me. Um, so this quote is by uh, Paul F. Davis. Who I don't do you know who that is? I have no I idea. Don't should I? Okay. Well, maybe he's like a famous author or something, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> I actually have no idea. But he said that if you if you don't feel it, flee from it. Go where you are celebrated, not merely tolerated. <gasps> and that um, that just like really stuck with me because it's like you know in our thirties, as we were saying earlier, like you and I are just like so busy with like all these like life events and stuff. Like there's so much time and energy put into like activities and things. And like, we need to find time to focus on ourselves too. Mm -hmm. So like if we're doing something that doesn't serve us in like a positive way, um, or if we're not like, you know, with people that like fuel our fire and like, you know, are genuinely like happy for us, we're at any point in our, in our life, like we shouldn't put ourselves in those situations, you know? So like, I feel like that was something that was harder for me to do in my twenties and just being in my thirties now, even though I'm only like a few months in, (laughs) it's been like a lot easier to kind of have that mindset and just be with and like prioritize those people that like are there for me. And, you know, same, same wavelength. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that quote so much, Jeff. I'm so happy you shared that. Um, and I do agree that I think a lot of your twenties is, I guess, of course, trying to figure out who you are, but throughout the process, being tolerated and thinking that that's enough and that's ridiculous like I don't want just that I want to be celebrated like you're saying and I only want to be around people that are going to do that it doesn't mean that that has to happen 24 7 it just means (laughs) that you know even when it's not happening that they would Absolutely, yeah. And and that's, like, that's pretty different. And that's, I, I mean, that's a part of, of course, just, like, learning about yourself and paying attention to the right things, I guess, when forming relationships and, and setting boundaries and all of that. All of the things I wanted to talk about for my 30th episode. <laughs> I know. Yes. I'm so glad we're having this conversation. Um, but, yeah, do you want to – should we dive into kind of what you wanted to talk about? Yeah. So for this episode, I went back and forth with zero ideas and then 800 ideas, as I was telling <laughs> Jeff right before we recorded this. Um, and I knew it was going to be reflective. These are some of my like favorite moments with you, Jeff, and just I know. like allowing myself the time to sit down and think about these things. So thank you for being the best co-host ever um, and for oh uh, allowing space to share a lot of this stuff. Um, <laughs> um, so we're going to get into all 800 topics all, all starting right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start <laughs> at the very first. No, imagine. Yeah. Um, no, but I did boil it down to like kind of two areas. One is like redefining my relationship with self-care by literally reading what the origin of self-care is and then which I'll share of course and then my mission for my 30th year which I've been practicing for the last like two months but two months but very much no I'll I'll continue and that is Mm -hmm. like making space for feminine energy 
which I'll touch on. So I think that that's good. I hope it's not too long. I don't think it will be. Um, it is your birthday. It could be as long no. as you want it to be. <laughs> no, I talk so much all the time anyway. Um, but I, I wanted to, to start with, again, the sort of origin of self-care because I myself needed to be reminded of this. And I don't, I genuinely don't know how I came across this. I think I was researching something else and then it was like, ah, Socrates defined self-care. And I was like, oh shit, wait, <laughs> I'm doing all of that. Cause I, I, I don't, I'm not going to speak for you or anyone else, but I know that uh-huh. I get hung up on what self-care means. Am I doing yeah. it right? Am I like dedicating enough time to myself? It, just all of these anxieties around making sure I'm taking care of myself and right. reading, refamiliarizing myself with this description of what it actually means, I was able to actually practice self-compassion because I was like, wow, I make time for this all of the time. So I'm just going to read a tiny bit. So according to Socrates, care of self and to know thyself are like fundamental principles regarding the healthy relationship we have with ourselves and others. So in taking care of ourselves and knowing ourselves, which was key for me, we reduce the risk of harming others because we become more aware of our boundaries and potential. And Socrates believed that knowing ourselves allows us to save ourselves and explore new approaches to living. And yeah. and I kind of was like, wait a second. Like, I didn't even consider really knowing myself and dedicating time to, like, mentally and emotionally um, being there for myself and uncovering all the things I've learned in the last 10 years could be, like, maybe the greatest form of self-care. And and, right. and I thought about it, and I was like, wait, I literally, like, becoming hyper-aware of how you, like, feel all day, every day, and how you feel in certain situations and the things that you do based on those feelings... I do constantly. Like, if there's one thing I'm thinking about constantly, it's how how to be better and how I've responded to situations. So I was like, wait, that is self-care. That, yeah, because when you, when you think of self, self-care, I feel like the first thing you think of is like, oh, bath bombs. Yes. Like, facial, like, facial cream. <laughs> Putting on a mask. Right. Like, Watching you think a it's show. Like, very, like yeah, like like um, action based. Like you have to be like physically doing something, yes. like pampering stuff like that. But yeah, I I never thought about this area. But like I guess kind of meditation. Well, that is a form of yes. self care. But the whole like goal of that is to become very like present and like self aware. And like I never really thought of that as being like self care, you know, kind of like what you're saying. Exactly. And so I think I think everything happens at the moment it's supposed to and me reading this right before my 30th birthday and also trying to find a topic for this episode I was like oh my god I didn't realize how much I needed this in this moment and it just also helped sort of catapult not necessarily a goal but but maybe secure what it is I want to continue focusing on um that may even surpass my 30th year. I'm sure it'll be a while. For sure. But I really, like, I came to the conclusion that I want to, like, source my creativity and my energy from 
taking like incredible care of myself instead of pushing so hard that I exhaust myself and I no longer experience like joy because I've been feeling for the past few years this like sense of numbness. I am either experiencing so much and feeling so much or nothing at all. And I kind of want to live in this like constant state of at the very least, like getting some pleasure out of things that I'm doing, even if it's so small. No, that's I think that's a great like achievable. I don't even want to say goal because it's like that's it shouldn't be like an end all be all. Like once you like reach this, it's like a constant like practice. But I think that's something that's so tangible, like going into your 30th year, like something that you could physically feel and and, and practice. Yeah. Um, so I love that you're, that's something that you're focusing on. Yeah. And, and that kind of brings me to my like mission, which is making space for the feminine energy, because I think for me personally, everything I just kind of said um, is is specifically that energy that I know I more so lack and very, very, very much want to bring into my life. I've just struggled the past few years figuring out how the hell to do that. Would you like be able to just explain maybe like the difference between feminine and masculine energy? Yeah, absolutely. I I feel like the terms are like, Imagine you were like, no, yeah. um, <laughs> no, no, I'm leaving. I, I, I can't do that. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel like the terms are, are they're not jarring, but like in 2022, hearing like a masculine and feminine energy, it, it it's like polarizing in a sense, right. but it doesn't entirely mean like it, it's specific to the gender. They're just types of energy. So the masculine Energy likes to do. The feminine craves to just be. That's probably the easiest way to think about it. So I like the most basic level. The most basic level. Um, And, you know, all of us have access to both of these energies. We just need to be balanced. But we're primarily born with one dominant form that feels like most natural to us. So for me, because... I think a combination of nature and nurture. I've always been like action oriented, the problem solver, the one that gets shit done, the one that works very well under pressure. Like I always Mm -hmm. need sort of like an outside source pushing me to do it. And then I'm go, 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 go. Like I won't take a moment to breathe. That is absolutely my more dominant form. Um, But I've been craving and I like couldn't figure out how to describe what I've been craving until I learned about masculine and feminine energy. And I realized it was actually the feminine energy that I've been like really, really craving, but feels so unnatural to me that I have no idea how to go about it. Um, I have some sense now of maybe things I could do, but, um, but yeah. And like another cool way to think about it is like yin and yang. So, right. So I was actually about to ask if there's like a different way to look at this. Cause yeah, like it, it does feel very, again, like 2022 hearing like the, the binary, like masculine mm-hmm. versus feminine. Like, wh- is there any like in between, is there like another way to like call these two types of, 
personality types by like a different name or something. But yeah, I guess like yin and yang, that makes sense. Yeah, yin and yang. And so if you think about it that way, like yin refers to the feminine energies in life, the more being, the more responding, um, the more like go with the flow. And yang refers to like the masculine energies in life. Again, the doing. And we have levels of each, like I said. Um, But you're absolutely right, Jeff. Like in this thinking of this binary, especially like in this patriarchal, like achievement oriented society, capitalist society, there's absolutely an imbalance of masculine energy. The focus on doing, the focus on action, the focus on results. And so a lot of us, I, I'm sure, struggle with just being and existing and being present um, right. and responding because we're so concerned with like how productive we are and our achievements are there to like tell the world who we are as people and that's and our careers and that's that shouldn't be the case. Right. That that's such a toxic way to. First of all, calling it, like, masculine energy, and masculine energy is the one where, like, society typically defines success by your output Mm -hmm. and, like, how hard you're working. And then, like, feminine is more, like, the emotional side of things, which is, like, kind of, of, like, lesser importance in, like, our society's eyes. But um, I... But I I agree that finding the perfect balance between the two is, like, the ultimate goal, right? In order to be fully, I don't know, like, self-aware is, like, the right word. Evolved, maybe? Kind of finding success in... Maybe, Or, like, at peace, maybe? Right, yes. Being at peace. Like, having time for yourself while also being able to, like, achieve whatever it is that you're looking to achieve. Yes. Um, Yeah. And caveat to that is that's a lofty goal like I'm not sure if anyone is like in perfect balance with these two types of energy Um, I think it may more so be doing the work where you realize maybe what you're lacking or what would improve your life for you personally and figuring out ways to incorporate some of that energy and also understanding that like you naturally are going to lean a little bit more towards one. Um, but, but creating space or understanding like in what situations you really need the other is equally as important. And, and maybe that's just the goal. So for me, like I said, I've been craving this, energy that I didn't know was maybe referred to as feminine energy and I really want to be more in touch with my emotional side I don't want to like feel numb I want to follow my intuition and like allow like creativity to kind of steer the ship as opposed to logic which it's been for most of my life like I can sit here and feel but it's only after I have processed what the feeling was that I can share what I was feeling, if that makes sense. Right. And I feel like it, it takes me out of the present moment. And I don't want that. I want to be able to, to be present. And I don't want to be the one that is constantly controlling the situation, having to control the situation, or... Um, or just steering the ship. Like, I want to sit in the passenger seat. I want to sit in the back seat. And I'm okay yeah. with that. Like, I'm I'm ready, I think, for other people and situations to just happen. And then I respond to it. Because I think I've learned in my 20s that actually things will 
be okay. Like, I know that I typically respond. I can figure out how to respond. I can figure out what to do. So, like, that's not a concern anymore, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. And I like what you said about how, like, things are going to be okay. Like, you just got to trust yourself and, like, trust that, like, you – that things will work out. And, like, if they don't work out in your favor, there's something there that you could learn from or – or find ways so that it doesn't happen again in that way. Like, there, I feel like it's, every experience is kind of like a learning experience, right? Yeah. So it's like, and I think that's what, like, your 20s kind of is. It's, like, all a learning experience. And now it's, like, your 30s. It's, like, okay, what did I learn in my 20s that I could now, like, in, use to, like, enhance my 30s? Yes. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I, I absolutely love that, Ari, and I, like, I'm so, I'm so proud of you, first of all, oh. for, like, just all that you, you've accomplished, like, yes, with, like, career and, and all of that, but also with, like, just self-awareness, like, I feel mm-hmm. like that's so many, there are so many people that are just not self-aware, and, like, the people don't take the time to prioritize them, themselves, and, like, I'm just, I'm just so proud of you for wanting to, to do that, and to, like, because that's, you know, you, you, you're stuck with you for the rest of your life yeah. <laughs> and you know, you're, you're your best friend for life. So like you need to treat your best friend with respect and care and, uh, you know, with, with love. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jeff, I'm like getting emotional. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> it's, it's so true. And like that I think ties perfectly into inviting more of this feminine energy because the way I see it and I think society has like laid it out for us uh, again by like you know kind of annoying binary gender roles is like caretakers right the female the feminine the caretakers the 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 ones who maybe display love the ones who like do that unconditionally all of these things that i i know i am capable of doing and have inside of me because i do them for other people like you're absolutely right i i i'm prioritizing doing them for myself and it's so wild that like <laughs> i have to go on this like i'm so aware of the journey i have to go on and the amount of time it will probably take for me to be able to just do it for myself like that switch i don't know why is so difficult for me um because clearly i'm capable if i do it for you and i do it for my sister and i do it for all my friends and family why is it such a journey to be able to change my like thought process and apply that to myself um and that's i mean yeah that that's that's exactly it and yeah and i go oh sorry (laughs) i was gonna say i i feel like it's so hard for us to do that and just people in general because of how uncomfortable uncomfortable it is to like sit with your feelings Mm. and like it's easier to help other people and like give advice to other people but like when it comes to yourself like you you could like enter some really I I don't even want to say dark but like challenging places in your head that like are just very uncomfortable to like sit with and to process and to experience so I think that's why it's really difficult yeah you know Mm, that's a really good point and That makes me think about the fact that, like, which was, this was a little bit of a a hard pill to swallow because I don't think that anyone that knows me would say this about myself, but I realize that I'm 
like, I have an issue with vulnerability and, like, true intimacy. Not in a, in a, like, solely sexual way. Like, being intimate requires vulnerability. So if that doesn't exist, then it, like, seeps into so many aspects of my life. And I feel like I'm able (laughs) because I've always been able to like connect with people and give them great advice and like really listen and form deep connections. I think I've always like convinced myself that I was, was vulnerable and I I was practicing that because I was like receiving it from other people. But I don't actually think that was like true vulnerability and I need to be honest with myself that uh, I struggle with that and that's something that's you know I'm gonna like try and focus on now in my 30s like now that it's I'm fully aware of it um because no one I think that's like a hard thing to kind of admit if it's not blatantly obvious to everyone do you know what I mean yeah it yeah I mean I think the first step it, again, I'm not a professional. I'm just like, <laughs> like I, I'm figuring this out. Everyone, just as much we're as you not are. actual like therapists, so we have to I remind know. them. <laughs> um, but I think like the first step is just like admitting to yourself that you have X Y Z problem. Not that it's a problem, but like something that you want to work on. Yeah. Like first step is admitting. You know, like being in denial about something is so like detrimental right so like being able to just like acknowledge it and that's like step one you know and then it's like okay now what are the what are the action steps yeah 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 and when you sort of like commending me for my like journey um made me think (laughs) of the fact that you're right that so many people kind of like go through the motions of life without ever working on themselves without ever dedicating time to becoming self-aware. And when you were saying that, I was thinking about how I can imagine a life where, where that happens before this work for me personally. Like I very much think that I'm at peace with the way things, not at peace with, with the way everything is right now, but with the way my life is like flowing right now because I know that like I'm not gonna feel comfortable fully committing to someone to a partner without feeling better about this work without feeling like I'm in a a, a better place I won't feel good about whatever stage I'm at in my career if I don't uncover truly if this is what I'm like meant to be doing like for me these questions need to be close to having an answer before I take that next step. And there's so many people that do the opposite. Um, and sometimes it works out for them. And sometimes they realize, Oh shit, like I don't actually know who I am. I don't know what I want. Um, and maybe it's because I've seen that like growing up, uh, or maybe it's just because naturally this is the way I process things. But like, for me, this has to come first. So, you're right. That was a great point. Um, and also, um, Emma Watson coined this term called self-partnered. Oh. Yeah. Which I love. I like that. Yeah. I was, like, reading about that earlier um, because she, of course, started to feel the pressures. She's, like, 30, 31 now, I think. Right. Or maybe a little bit older. Um, anyway, she started to feel the pressures when she was turning 30 of, like, oh, my gosh, should I be in a relationship? Should I be married? Should I have a kid? And all these things <laughs> that she didn't have and didn't necessarily want because she's focusing on her own 
self. And so she came up with self-partnered, where, like, that is her relationship status. And I kind of was like, wait, I vibe with that because I'm, like, dating me now. And I read that literally this morning, right after, like, three days ago, consciously deciding that I wasn't going to be on dating apps anymore. Like, I logged out because I just got to a point where I was like, this is literally, like, these instant boosts of serotonin dopamine while swiping through and matching with someone when I have zero intention on doing anything with this information other than feel good in that moment. And I was like, it's like a false sense of hope because you, you're not even like in the right mindset for that kind of thing, I guess. Right. And I'm like, is this me trying to be this person when I'm not right now? Or is it me just like really needing that boost. I don't know what it is, but I realized like it was silly and it was kind of wasting my time and it was turning my brain to mush a little bit. Um, and also making, and not, not only, Oh, sorry. No, 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 go. Not. So not only are you like respecting yourself and your own, like, like stage that you're in, but also like you're respecting the other people on the dating apps. This is just like specifically, cause it's like, you also don't want to waste their time. And like, I think that's very, I know it's like it's like self selfless kind of <laughs> it, like there are people that go on there yeah. and like fuck around and like but meanwhile they're the ones that are like suffering and like they have no intention on like wanting a partner and stuff and like if they would just like sit back and just be like you know what I'm gonna I need to focus on myself so that I could be able to like give and receive love and like yes. that's I think what you're you're doing and that's that's I'm like again so so proud. Oh, thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. And um, just don't I just being honest about like my capacity, like I don't I don't have the capacity to do this right now. And I don't mm-hmm. really I don't care enough to actually see where these things go. And I'm I'm a little like interested in seeing what happens in life, just like existing and going out. If I don't have these apps to cling to, maybe, maybe I will be more present. Maybe I will start more conversations with people in person. Who knows? Like, I'm just curious and excited to see what happens. Um, But I did think that it was funny, like, (laughs) two weeks before I turned 30, I'm like, you know what? I'm actually not going to date at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, but I I did just want to touch on, like, two ways in which, which, I mean, kind of piggyback off of literally everything we've said, but two... (laughs) like intentional ways uh, in which I I plan to try to incorporate more of this feminine energy just in case you Jeff or any of our listeners want to try it too I think we all should Um, we all need it they seem pretty obvious but but these are specifically things that I need to be reminded of uh, because they're like the um the things that carry the most weight with me so one is setting boundaries i mean everyone in the world can benefit from setting boundaries but it's like not enough for me to hear that like i really need to be mindful about sitting down and actually practicing this because i think it is an art form but like without them like my need for self-care will bleed into my relationships And will probably require more from a future partner, from friends, because I'm not doing this for myself. I'm not saying the boundaries, like boundaries are for you. They're not for other people. Mm -hmm. They are for you. And so I, like every few months, need to remind myself of that because I don't want to take up space that kind of space in a relationship. And I don't want to need, quote unquote, need 
too much or, a, you know, a, an unhealthy amount from someone else. I think that'll, they'll like really, really help me also assess who is allowed to take up my space and like weed through those who honestly aren't like it's another it's another uncomfortable task of like needing to be really honest I love that and I feel like it I was like oh my god there should be like a dating app for people that are on the same journey and I was like oh it could be called MySpace but that already <laughs> crashed and burned like a decade ago <laughs> oh my god like the re- honestly Jeff wait there's something to that like the revival of MySpace but we're all like millennials now we're all kind of going through the same thing so yes. it naturally becomes this space because I we're all at the and, stage and now it's like yeah and it's like a, it can be used as like a dating app for like for friends like Oh my god, that would be, and also it can keep some the music on the profile. Oh. I don't really mind that. that much. I would absolutely <laughs> love that. Like, I will do some little HTML, CSS, and have and have yeah. some like cute Literally, little things. Like, learn how to code <laughs> like in five minutes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so the last thing that I'm really gonna like focus on that goes hand in hand with setting boundaries is like really being mindful about protecting my energy. Um, and I started to do this already just because I started to feel like burnt out outside of work. And I was like, whoa, why is this happening? And I started to notice um, like certain people in my life who I thought were maybe taking advantage of the way that I present naturally. Um, and um, and it's like another uncomfy thing to realize because you're like, shit, right. wait, am I? only being invited to things because I bring out XYZ and other people um, or because I'm entertainment or something like just because I'm often and this is not me like bragging in any way but like often seen as like the life of the party which I would say you are too Jeff um, doesn't mean that like it is my social responsibility to attend every party to attend everything I'm invited to, which I very much thought for most of my twenties. Like if I didn't show up and then, and then this is me being like, am I a narcissist? Um, (laughs) I was like, if I don't show up, like it's going to be terrible, which is insane. Also, I will say that that's like a little insane, (laughs) but I, but I had all of this like response to me attending things that truly made me feel this way. Right. Where I was like, I have to go. And, and <laughs> this prom is going to be a disaster. <laughs> if if I don't go. There. <laughs> um, but there were definitely some social situations or some friend groups where I was like, truly had I not been here, what would have happened? Would these people have spoken to each other? Would like, whatever. So, uh, right. and again, I really don't want to sound like I'm like, oh my God, I like the best person at a party. I really don't mean that, but I'm not that crazy where I'm just thinking this. Like I've had responses that have made me be like, oh shit, maybe I do have to be in attendance. But the other piece of that is like, just because other people feel like super close to me doesn't mean, doesn't mean that I am obliged to reciprocate that feeling. Right. And that was that was an interesting thing for me to think about because I was I tend to meet people very often who latch on for whatever reason. And then I feel like guilt to not 
be on the same level and yes, to not give I know that exactly back, what you're you feeling. definitely experience the yes. stress. Oh yeah. <laughs> right? And yeah, it's it's hard because you feel like you have some kind of like obligation yes. now to like hang out with them more and all and all this and like it's just sometimes it just doesn't like work with your schedule and you just feel like super anxious about it, even though it's, like, not your fault, but, yeah, no, I I totally get it. Yeah, and, like, I really just want to sit back and think about, like, how much value the people in my life add to me and what's going on with me and not how much, like, I'm always adding to theirs. Um, Because, of course, I'm, I'm mindful of that. Like, if I have people in my life that I, like, highly regard, I, it's no doubt I think that I'm adding value to theirs. Like, I think we're all getting right. at the age where we're considering this in some way. It may look yeah. different for people, but but it's it's come across all of our thoughts, I think. And so I really just want to kind of take a, a, a look at this. Yeah, protect it. And also not feel shame that, that <coughs> um, my growth and my, like, transformation... Is, diff- is presenting itself differently in the world. And I may not be always that, like, life of the party person. Sometimes I want to go somewhere and, like, relax and have someone else do it. Again, not that I think I'm, like, hired to do this, but, like, I know <laughs> that I'm just sort of changing and and I'm not constantly presenting in that way anymore. And it's it's brought me a lot of shame because that's how I saw myself through the lens of other people. And I was like, well, who am I if I'm not going somewhere and, and doing a fucking stand up routine? Who am I if I'm going somewhere and I'm not, um, screaming stories again, this is like naturally what I would do most times anyway. Like that's probably not going to fully disappear, but, (laughs) but I was like, shit, like, am I, will people, will people want me around? Will my friends still want to be my friends? And these are real thoughts that I've had throughout the last few years. And I know that they sound silly, but it's true. And I just, with that, I'm going to um, really try to not see myself through other people. And, like, right. who am I to me? Who do I want to be? And, like, how can I, how can I embrace all of the ways in which I present? Period. Right. Because it's not about what what like other people expect of you yeah because that's you know like people our whole lives will have expectations for us like yeah whether it's something as small as like being the life of the party or like on a larger level like you should be married by 25 so you can have kids by 27 you know it's like um but it's not about other people's expect expectations it's like you got to live for you not other people yeah 100 percent and that's just what I want to, that's the energy that I want to enter 30 with and just kind of continue that wave and see, and see where it gets me. And really just add throughout all of these exercises and this work, I just want to have fun. Like, again, even the smallest thing, I want to somehow find and squeeze some pleasure out of it. Even if it seems mundane. I... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought I could go this whole episode without coughing, but I can't. Oh, I, I have a little cold, everyone. I know. Negative for COVID. Don't worry. Um, Jeff is the <clears> best <throat> friend. He's, like, still recording this episode, and he doesn't feel well. <laughs> oh, my God. I would never miss your birthday party. 
<laughs> Happy birthday. Here's pneumonia or whatever. I don't know. Pneumonia is not contagious, right? I don't think is so. It? No. No, it's not. Here's, okay, here's the common cold. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, um, Ari, no, this was, I'm, I'm loving the energy that you are bringing into your 30th year. Um, I think that you are on an incredible path in life and, like, with this, like, you know, self-exploration and everything and, um... I, I'm excited to see, like, where life takes you. Aw, thanks, Jeff. I love it. I really, I think that these are such fun episodes when we do our birthday episodes because we both lean towards doing something reflective. And yeah. at the end of the day, you know, of course, I hope our listeners, like, take something away from these episodes and could relate on some level. But also, I just think it's such a nice time capsule um, to go back and be like, whoa, what was I feeling a year ago? What was I like thinking was most important and, 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 and all of this. So especially with 30, I was like, oh my God, I think at 31, I'll listen back and, and, and see what was yeah. going on. Well, this is our fourth birthday <gasps> episode, fourth birthday episode, right? Is it? Yeah. Cause season four. Oh wait. Yeah. I think it is. It's, yeah, I guess it's... It must be. I guess it's three or we four. Started, we started with the, the 20, the, uh, with turning 27. Oh, wait. Turning 27. Yeah, I think it was. Oh, I don't remember. Actually, yes. Sorry. No, I'm you're like, right. It was 27. I think, yes. Because, <gasps> yeah. My gosh. Is, so we have like a few birthday episodes to go back and listen to. We do. We do. But this is, <laughs> this is the first, I guess, like big milestone, quote unquote. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for but, giving me the space to share oh all gosh, of this. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and our, your 30s are going to be amazing. And thank you. And 20s were fun, but you know, life's just going to get a lot better. Thank you. I hope so. <laughs> no, they will. They will. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Um, well, Ari, I hope you have an incredible birthday. Sending you all the love, and of course, we'll celebrate. Um, but I hope, I hope everyone had fun at this obsessed birthday party. Yes. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I love you all. Love you all, and um, everyone, buy Ari all the gifts. <laughs> 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 yes, please. No, the whoa, sprout. Whoa. Sorry, he just barked and it scared me. <laughs> he like doesn't bark, so when he does, it makes me jump ten feet in the air. Oh my god! <laughs> the best gift of all is listening to this episode and listening to Obsessed every week. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, um, love you all. Thank you again. Yes, and that's um, that. okay. All right, bye everybody. Bye. <laughs> bye.